0: Hi, this is Hetty. And this is Tina. And this is Love and Inclusion in, in the, the real, real World. So welcome to episode 13. 13, 13. Um, we have like taken a little like five week yeah. hiatus, I think, with, sorry about that. Um busyness and winter weather and sickness and just all of the gross things that happen There's, in the winter yeah, time. A lot of germs. Yeah, a lot of germs. So. Um and it's been cold. Yeah. I mean, and it is winter. Bad driving conditions. Yeah, We'll right? throw out all the excuses yeah, to we you why, them all out. why there was such a gap in between episode 12 and episode 13, but here we are. Yes. So um, so we're going to jump back into talking about what happens when inclusion doesn't seem to be working for you. Um, and I, I think it's one of the um, biggest challenges that we have when we're trying to get our kids um, access to general education um, access to extracurricular activities um, are just those times when um, things aren't going smoothly right right and you know <clears throat> kind of to
1: piggyback on last one just to kind of bring everybody up to speed um, in case you haven't listened to it yet which you should yeah go back but in but keep listening to this one and then go back um, but one, some of the things, the reason why we did this was because we saw recently a lot of different things about people saying, oh, inclusion doesn't work, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we're like, wait a minute, hold on. Let's let's unpack that a little bit. Let's kind of get mm-hmm. to the root of why this person or why in this situation inclusion didn't work, right? And so some of the things that we talked about um, is some of the things that, that you could do, right, was you could just get mad
0: yeah right and say well inclusion <laughs> work can right. be valid on in some situations yeah like it yeah like it's the natural it's 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 normal. response right. don't right? stay i've there. been mad yeah.
1: yeah don't stay there when it's normal um dismiss that inclusion's bad right mm-hmm. um blame it on the students yeah definitely we don't want that right um so we've heard a lot of times people say oh well my student can't handle
0: that right, right? or Usually it's my child, right? Right. Or he's Um, just not, he's not ready for that. Right. Um, And I, I, I just find that such a um, hard position to be starting from. I agree. Right. And I think it's really important to understand that kids shouldn't have to prove their worthiness to be. To have an education. Right. Just right? because like, they're on an IEP. That's not how it works. No. Or it's not how it should work, especially not in public education. Right. Um, I suppose if we were talking about private schools, it might be a different set of rules and kids might have to show that they are worth the time and effort and resources. But Still um, seems wrong. It still seems wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but in public school, I mean, that is really the antithesis of public school. Right. <laughs> right. Public school means everybody gets to go. Mm-hmm. um and get educated so um so we're going to be focusing on public schools yeah <laughs> <laughs> um and so you know last time we talked about um we talked a lot about um, some schools. Well, we introduced the idea that there are schools that do inclusion really well. And we posted a couple of those schools on our Facebook page. And if you haven't done so, I would really just click on those two links. I think that you'll be really amazed at oh my gosh yes. what happens when a school district as a whole is supporting the idea of inclusion. They are resource rich. It's
1: totally resource rich. And the front
0: page is on both of those two schools
1: were all about why
0: Mm -hmm. right Why and
1: there wasn't ever a question yep of do they really include people yeah right like um it was just there like and it was like this is why we do it Mm -hmm. and here's some resources if you need help
0: right and i love i love those resources around udl um the Bartholomew consolidated um school corporation they have their their webpage is like a jumping off point to access mm-hmm. all of this universal design for learning stuff. Right. And universal design for learning is like gas in a car. Right. To, for, for teachers. To, right. Like you have to do it for inclusion to work. Mm-hmm. If you're not doing universal design for learning, inclusion is probably not going to work very well in your classroom.
1: And also, they have videos. Mm -hmm. Like, um, I'm a very visual learner. Um, You hand me something that's more than two pages. I'm like, ah, okay, I'll get to that. (laughs) But you show me a video, or you say, oh, here's a link to a video, Tina. And I'm like, yeah, I'm on this. You know, exactly. Yeah. And um, so, prime example right there of including all, right? Like, a lot of times, a lot of times, um, websites just have a bunch of, words mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, and the fact that they they paired the words with videos mm-hmm. right there is showing you that they're thinking about other learners
0: yeah and I and thinking about other learners people who learn in different ways is just essential mm-hmm. it's just you can't not have that perspective um, and include everybody the way that they should be included. Um, we also talked about, um, kind of starting from the perspective of assuming best intentions. Um, and I just think it's a really important thing to keep in mind. Um, I, I have yet to meet, an educator who I thought was malicious right towards my child who like maliciously wanted to withhold um, education from her
1: I think that'd be kind of hard for any educator to be in the field if that's what they believed in
0: like yeah you would I think mean, <laughs> yeah.
1: so um, so we're just throwing that out there to remind everybody to assume everybody has good
0: intentions right now if you have like this mountain of evidence that you're dealing with somebody who doesn't right then that's what you have to go on but right. let's start from the perspective that you know people go into education because they love kids and they want to do well by kids um, and, and they want to see kids growing right and Kids learning and exploring right like, um, but, but just because they want to doesn't always mean that they know how exactly. to, but not knowing how to does not make them bad teachers necessarily. Right. It, right. it makes them growing teachers who are still learning new things. Yeah. And as parents, we can be part of that learning process. Even if we're mad, even if we mm-hmm. feel like we're getting the raw deal, yep.
1: um,
0: we can still be part of that learning process. And we need to be part
1: of that learning process. Absolutely. Like, I mean, we, you know, um, we know our student best, right? Mm-hmm. Our child best. Um, and also, um, there's a lot of collaboration that, that happens when, when you start with assuming good intentions, right? And mm-hmm. then you're able to come to the table with that assumption and also with the knowledge that you have about your child. Right. And to be able to pair that with the knowledge that the school has right mm-hmm. and then um, and then it's a win-win right right So I, I mean why not right? right?
0: Yeah, why not? I think you know if you think about it like a school uh, district a school district should be an expert about education right and how education works and what are the newest, things in education we as parents are experts in our kids, right and in a perfect world you come together with kind of this open spirit and you combine those two expertise and you get something good you get an unstoppable team as is right it's awesome yeah it's really really awesome Um, um but it really does like i just feel like if you walk into the room and you're already hostile before anything has happened that you've really kind of build up this wall that might be to the detriment of your kid right definitely right like it's it's like a uh, mama bear syndrome I guess
1: yeah <laughs> um however mama bear syndrome isn't bad
0: so. no it's not bad um, I get it all right, the time yeah, like, yeah. Like, so, exactly
1: yeah and <laughs> um but yeah and but also knowing that okay what's going on right now with my emotions Mm -hmm. it's mama bears like ready to to burst right and then that's when you know you have to put yourself in check right like take some deep breaths or or even just apologize and say hey what I have to say is probably not going to come out the best right but this is what I'm feeling right now Mm -hmm. and I feel like I need to say it and then we can unpack it after I say it right yeah like uh but also knowing that hey what I'm about to say right now is not going to be great right
0: like Mm
1: -hmm. um because if lord knows i've said some things in an ip meeting that i am not proud
0: of me too too. um
1: Um, and um and so those are those times but we all do that right we all have moments and times where we're like oof.
0: That was not my best. Yeah. Not my my best best moment. moment. And here's the thing too, is remember, like this, I guess is a little bit off topic, but if you're in that place where you know that your emotions are really driving your work as a, um, as an advocate for your child, right? Like you're just mad. um, Avail yourself of resources that, that are in your community, like an advocate, right? You know, like. Your best friend like whoever could help you go into that meeting and assume the best intentions of people who for whatever reason right now you don't assume the best intentions of right so that you can collaborate and really kind of get to the meat of why things don't seem to be working mm-hmm. right because there because there are things that go wrong and we're gonna talk about things to look at right um So with that in mind, let's talk about some of those things. Let's do it. Um, So districts that support inclusive practices provide professional development that teaches teachers how to be more inclusive. Right. Like that's just it's necessary. Um, And so dig into that. Is your school district offering good professional development to teachers?
1: And we talked about that a little bit last time, too. Like, mm-hmm. ask those questions and say, you know, what kind of training is happening? Um, and help help to know what's available. Because sometimes teachers don't know everything that's available either,
0: right? Right. And here, like here where we live, um, parents can actually res- register as guests Um, on our school district's professional development catalog. There are even some classes that parents can participate in, Um, but you can go right on and you can look and see what kind of professional development is offered to the people who are teaching your kids. Um, And so I think that that's really valuable knowledge because if you see that there's not really anything that speaks to inclusive practices, then you can say, hey, like I noticed this. How come this is
1: and, the and way our, we operate? Yeah, and our district. Um, another shout out to our district. Um, a couple years ago, they let me come in and do a presentation mm-hmm. on one of their development days. And then I brought an, um, an advocate with me, and um, we just talked about inclusion and what it looks like, and and like what are the barriers that could mm-hmm. could come up, and and how how to. Basically tear down those barriers, right? Right. Um, and I completely forgot about how you mentioned that. But um, so yeah, that that stuff is available. I wanted to mention this because it's on the like we forgot to mention this about the the two schools that we were talking about. Oh yeah. Um, their graduation rate for oh, kids on yeah. IEPs, like I think this is huge to know. Um, the the school in Oregon, um, they have a hundred percent of their students on IEP. Are educated oh, they're, it's educated in, in general ed, um, and seventy. Wait,
0: what's their graduation rate <laughs> over here I mean? at Bartholomew? Oh, you. thank you. Eighty one percent of their students with disabilities. Thank you, graduate. Yeah, <laughs> no it's a lot of little little letters. Yeah. Um, eighty one percent. A lot of school districts don't graduate. Eighty one percent. Of students Students in in general general, let alone kids um, on IEPs and I think that if you took the time to dig into um, our district's numbers and also state numbers I think that you would be shocked at how many kids walk away from a lot of hard years at school without a diploma Um, and it it's a little bit of a heartbreak, I think.
1: It, it does, you know. Yeah. Um,
0: and I and I know that there there's a lot of different things that drive right. those decisions on the state level, but eighty-one um, percent is just like astounding. And then um, at that same school district, eighty-five um, percent of their students with disabilities spend eighty percent or more of their day in general education. And again, unheard, unheard of. of. That's yeah. like an unheard of number. Um, it's happening, happening though it's happening right, um, right?
1: and that's exciting and in indiana
0: i know like, uh, i mean yeah exactly
1: like because sometimes people will be like oh but you know it must be
0: happening someplace like progressive you know, progressive or, you know like yeah um, not to say people in indiana aren't progressive no but however
1: it is the midwest right, right it's so, the
0: midwest and-, and
1: uh there's just a. uh, uh persona that, right. that kind of gets put on the midwest right for sure and so um it just and i know you have talked about that last time too about how indiana woo-hoo, and yep. ohio so <laughs> um, i just wanted to reiterate that again too because this is like it's happening
0: yep and this is a school district that right when you go on their website, you can see they are providing support for their teachers to learn great ways to educate every kid that walks across the threshold of their classroom. What shows? Right. They like they don't have inclusion classrooms because the more I think about that, the more I think that that's like an oxymoron. Right. You can't have a classroom in the school that's for inclusion. No, the, right? That like doesn't make sense. doesn't yeah. make sense. Like their whole district right.
1: um, does inclusion. inclusion. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah, that's
0: certainly. really fabulous. Um, but so take a look or call up the special education department. Ask around, say, what kind of professional development are you providing for um, teachers mm-hmm. around inclusion? And if there are gaps, Um, help your, I'm like, maybe that's a role you could undertake, right. Is to help identify resources for your school district, maybe to create your own presentation and ask to come and talk to teachers about what it looks like. Um, you know, we, we as parents have a lot of knowledge and we shouldn't be Mm -hmm. ashamed to say, uh, these are things I know to be true. Right. Right. And also, um, we don't have to recreate the wheel there's plenty of
1: schools out there that's doing this mm-hmm. that that you can get resources from yeah right and share those with your school district so yeah. and i think maybe we should reshare that on facebook do you think you can sure reshare that you're the facebook queen for us <laughs> <laughs> um only because sometimes you know that on facebook sometimes things get lost so um just reshare that the two schools again i think would be great for sure um, also another thing to look into too is how is your student being included socially at school and after school right because a lot of times you know extracurricular activities right like especially as kids get older right Mm -hmm. in elementary you're all in the same classroom all day but in high school you different classrooms every day um and also think of like when you were in high school for me just so you know it was just five years ago um like what i did as a as an extracurricular activities right <laughs> sorry i can't even talk anymore like that, that that's a big fat lie obviously um but go ahead sorry
0: no you're good <laughs> she was there more recently than i was like just being honest um i mean here's the big thing to remember if you're ever in a situation where you want your kid to do an extracurricular curricular activity and the school says, um, we can't support that. You can say, well, but the law says that you can. Um, it's it's spelled out very clearly in IDEA that um, supports and aids need to be provided for extracurricular activities. Mm-hmm. And um, here's the th- what Tina was alluding to is just the idea that You know, kids are going from class to class. They're passing each other in the hallways. Um, But really where they're forming those bonds is like in the locker room. uh, Yeah, the locker room or the, you know, the choir or whatever club it might be. Right. Those are times when kids are coming together and exploring common interests and really developing friendships. And so if your kid is not doing those things he or she is missing out on a big slice of school life. And your school should be providing support so that he or she can um, participate And how, and then what that does is that your student feels more connected, he feels more belonging, he feels more confident, and so he does better in his general education classroom. Right.
1: I also want to say, Playing French horn because I learned today that if you play the French horn, you can get a scholarship. Yeah, so, there's you there's know, big maybe...
0: French horn scholarships <laughs> out there.
1: <laughs> and, and Newsflash. Anyway, um but no, true. Like extracurricular activities are huge, mm-hmm. and uh, and even we're even talking about things that happen like at lunch too, right? Right. Or, you know, not always. Not everything has to happen after school or before school. Some of the stuff happens at lunch too. And um, knowing what's available and knowing that. Um, your child can get support
0: during that is huge Um, so then another thing that you can do and I know this is super tedious but pull out that IEP if it seems like inclusion is not working pull out that crazy IEP (laughs) and look at it really hard and you need to ask a few questions are my students goals appropriate
1: also Um, I kind of want to just add a little bit more to that age appropriate too. Like, yeah. Like, um, cause sometimes goals have just continued to continue, continue, yeah. continue. Mm-hmm. Right. And so sometimes, you know, it might be a goal that for other 16 year olds probably is not appropriate. Um, and so kind of take that in mind too, right? Like, mm-hmm. okay, my student is now 16. Right. And, bothers me too when people talk about oh well what's chronologically he's 16 but blah 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 no I don't care about the blah 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 right chronologically he's 16 he looks like a 16 year old boy (laughs) you know like so um so keep that in mind too because I know that sometimes like I've looked at goals before and been like what how old is this student right
0: I think that's very true um you're gonna Think about um, your students' accommodations, right? Do the accommodations make sense? Are they being provided? That's a big question to ask. Um, I always think about accommodations like tools, right? Like, so if you're gonna build a house um, and somebody just like puts you in front of a pile of wood and says, build a house, you're gonna say, well, like I really need nails and a hammer and I need a drill and a saw. And um, if they said to you, well, I don't have time to get you that stuff, so just figure out how to build your house anyway, you would be like, holy moly, right. there's no way I'm building this house. Well, think about if, you, if we say, okay, this student needs visual reminders, um, you know, he, he needs breaks, he needs this kind of list of things to be successful at school, right? And then we say, but gosh, I've been so busy, I just haven't had time to put all those things together. You're in essence saying to that kid, build a house with no tools. Right. And I think it's really, Ugh. it makes me crazy. Well, and it's just not fair.
1: It's not like, fair. Um, you wouldn't do that to anybody else. No. right? Like, um, mm-hmm. and so that's, you know, holding true to what the IEP says. Right.
0: And, and the most important thing to think about, in my opinion, when you look at an IEP is go to the very beginning of it not the informational page, but where we're talking about strengths and interests right. and parent input. And and look at the ratio of that information to all the rest of it. And if there's not some meat there, if they've not gathered from you and your student enough information about what makes that kid strong, right. then they don't really have anything to even build an IEP on, in my opinion. Oh, I agree. Um, and they're not valuing your student, which again, <laughs> you have to excuse my clock. Um, which again me- makes it look like inclusion isn't working, right, right?
1: Um, it's be- it- and it's all these little barriers that isn't inclusion's fault, and it's not the student's fault. Mm-hmm. It's how are we implementing the accommodations? what's needed for the student, right? How are we servicing? And also, you had a good point about the strengths, right? Like, if you don't have all those strengths on there, put them on there. Like, put them on there. Uh, as, a, as a parent, you can request, hey, add this, add that. Like, um, Brady's is three pages long.
0: Because yep. I'm like, I ain't playing, you need to know. Right. Here's oh. the thing is, if you talk for 20 minutes about your kid and the parent input line is two sentences, there is something wrong with right. that IEP right out of the gate. Yeah. They haven't heard you yeah and it's gonna be really hard to really dip in and um, provide a great education for a kid who has different learning needs if they're not looking at that kid in a full way
1: and i want to speak for the student right now too um if your student is old enough because <laughs> mm-hmm. i mean at preschool it's kind of hard to say what do you like right they can still say they like i don't know blues clues isn't even a thing anymore is it um Uh,
0: i don't know paw patrol paw patrol
1: right (laughs) they could say they like paw patrol but really what um as your student continues to grow have their words in there too right like what is what is what does you know what do they view as their strengths right and Mm -hmm. um and what do they bring to the table right it's kind of it's kind of like your cover letter of a resume right like this is this is what i bring right
0: for sure um so listen, I'm seeing this clock. I know. Click, How did click, it get click, so click, click. And we have a little bit of business to talk about yep. before we finish up. So um, we still have more to talk about. What if inclusion doesn't seem to be working? Um, and we hope that you'll hang with us. Um, but what we want to say is one of our podcasts on this topic is going to feature um, Patrick Schwartz. Woo-hoo! Woo-hoo! <laughs> He's like, an international he's a big speaker deal. like he's kind of a big deal he's
1: he's more than kind of a big deal yeah he is a big deal.
0: um and we're super 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 excited that and he's, he's gonna an join author us. like um, he, i mean
1: he does tons of consulting like yep. um, he, just so you like his main book he's known for is just it's called just give him the whale um, so if
0: you if that isn't a spoiler alert then i don't know what what is <laughs> yeah. and if it, we're going to interview him next week at the inclusion conference so Woo-hoo! there you have it right he's a, <laughs> a keynote speaker for the inclusion conference so we're super excited about that we want to remind everybody about the film festival the film festival
1: mm-hmm. um the film festival is march 27th and it's going to be at the lauriery student center mm-hmm. um, and I'm pretty sure are tickets on sale yet do you know
0: the website the ARC of Larimer County's website has a big huge button that you can click on that says buy tickets now buy tickets now <laughs> yay
1: and another spoiler alert we're gonna have somebody from the ARC talking about the yeah about the film festival coming up soon too gosh we just have all these great guests
0: I know that's my favorite it's although my favorite too.
1: Although you're my favorite. We, oh, you're oh, my favorite. That's so sweet. Um, we wanted to give you a couple other resources too um, to help with, well, just with inclusion in general. Um, so the inclusion conference, which we've, we've referenced, um, that is here locally in Denver, Colorado, um, and that's happening actually next week. So sorry, you, probably, you won't be able to go. Yeah, you probably year, yeah. However, they have Peak Parent Center is a great resource and has a lot of. A lot of stuff available online. Um, also, when it comes to writing IEP goals, um, I adore, love inclusion Russia. crush. Yes, inclusion crush on Shelley Moore. Yeah.
0: Um, huh. Also, she Canada is so lucky Canada that they get so lucky, Shelley yes. Moore.
1: And I mentioned a. earlier how I a <laughs> I mentioned earlier how I like to watch videos. She has this thing called Five More Minutes. Great videos, mm-hmm. f- le- like five minutes or less talking about things. She has a great one on, um, smart goals.
0: Right. And the love more it. is a pun. So it's like five M O O R E.
1: And more, minutes. more is also her last name. Right. M-O-O-R-E, so, that's the- so that's the connection. Yep. Um, but if you follow us on Facebook, you already see that we've shared a bunch of her stuff. So but we'll share some but more yeah, so you can find it. Cause we, we love her mm-hmm. and it's just great. Um, Oh, and Patrick Schwartz, which we right. talked
0: to yeah. talk about. So. Um, Swift Schools, um, oh, their yes. website Thank is you. like a huge, huge resource. Um, they really support schools that are trying to educate all students. Mm-hmm. Um, your local ARC is going to be a great resource. Um, but we'll try to post some more resources for you to take yeah. a look at. I think um, the UDL, um, oh. the UDL website,
1: <laughs> the UDL is, always website always
0: is really good. Um, so we'll try to get some of that out there for you so you can take a look at it. Um, so listen, take heart parents because inclusion really does work. Um, it, and it creates a new kind of society, which excites me a lot. Totally. So, um, be a part of that. Um, if you have to get mad, get mad, but then move on forward and take some action. Yes. Um. And also we're here to
1: help too. Like yep. send us a message. Like yep. um, we'd be happy to try
0: to give you some resources. Um, at gmail.com. We think that's our email. <laughs> so that's us,
1: you can send us a message on, Facebook, on Facebook, or, Facebook or the gram. You know, I used to call it Insta, but now I heard people calling it the gram. Oh.
0: So I'm not sure. It's Just, Instagram. As soon as we get caught up, it's yeah. behind. Exactly. <laughs> like, all right. So... We'll have less than one minute left. So, this is Tina. This is Hetty. And this is Love and Inclusion. In the real world.